This episode is sponsored by Warren, a brand that's by women for women. Warren is a Copenhagen company owned by two sisters, Arena and Anya Warren. They have a passion for life in this lowland and both share an enthusiasm for sustainable underwear and everyday essentials. They believe that most things can be fixed with a good attitude and some comfy clothes that don't compromise on style and feeling amazing. The last thing you want is your underwear riding up and the bra chafing or trying to suffocate you. I'm sure I'm not the only one that would normally take off my bra the second I'd walk in the door. Not with these ones. Their aim is to create lingerie that will be the first thing you want to put on and the last thing you want to take off. Warren don't use any toxic chemicals, dyes or metal wiring in their products. At the core of Warren, there's a strong respect for the people they work with and the environment they work within. We have a special offer for our listeners, giving you 15% off storewide using the discount code MINIMALISTVEGAN at checkout. This discount code is not to be used in conjunction with any other offer. To learn more about Warren and their full range, visit warrenstore.com. That's W-O-R-O-N-S-T-O-R-E.com. Now on to the show. Welcome to episode 65 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hello, my name is Michael and I'm joined by my wife, Marsha. Hello. And on this show, we talk about what it means to live with less stuff and more compassion. In this episode, we're tackling meditation. We're not going to get preachy about it. It's something that we have had some honest struggles with in the past until recently. We, we seem to have cracked the code on meditation and it's something that we actually wake up and want to do and are getting so many benefits out of it. So if you are somebody who has had an on and off relationship with meditation and has struggled to develop a consistent practice, hopefully with us sharing our honest experiences and might give you that little bit of encouragement to try again. But before we get into the conversation, we do have a new update. We've got a new activity that we want to do with you guys as listeners of this podcast because although we receive lots of beautiful comments and feedback uh, from your emails and your DMs regarding the podcast. It's been a while since we've actually asked for any reviews. So we thought to turn it into a bit of a game and have some fun with it and do a book giveaway. So if you don't know, we published a book a few years ago called The Minimalist Vegan, A Simple Manifesto to Live With Less Stuff and More Compassion. And we're going to give away a free copy of your choice, it could be either printed or could be a digital copy to whoever leaves the best review in the next month, in the month of August. And we'll announce the winner on the podcast in September. To enter the giveaway, leave a review on your favorite podcast app. I know most of you primarily use Apple Podcasts, but if your podcast player allows you to leave a review, go ahead and do that. But just before you hit submit, Take a screenshot and email us at info at theminimalistvegan.com. That is I-N-F-O at theminimalistvegan.com. Once we get your screenshots of reviews that you've submitted, we will then determine who the winner is and we'll announce it on the podcast next month. So we thought that this could be some fun. And if you've been listening to our show for quite some time now and getting some value out of it, this could be a little bit of incentive to go ahead and leave a review and, and get something in return. So depending on how this goes, we might run this more in the future. Or if you don't want a copy of the book, you can just leave a review regardless. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do that as well, yes. So yeah, that's the, the update from us. 
So where did you want to kick off with this whole meditation segment for today? Yeah, so meditation. Well, I, I think if you're listening to this, you're probably aware of all the hype around meditation. It's been around since for a very, very long time. Some records show 5000 BC. And it's a practice of mindfulness that exists across many different religions and cultures and nationalities. And obviously, it's, it's picked up some steam in the mainstream media in recent times. And it's been integrated into schools, into workplaces. It's been offered as a tool for therapy. You know, high performers use it around the world. And you've got these billion-dollar apps like Headspace with over 320 million users and Calm that have even more users than that, both valued a few billion dollars each. So clearly there's something there. It feels like everywhere you turn on social media, there's people with their morning routines integrating meditation. So it's one of those things that certainly feels like we should be doing. However, despite all this traction that meditation seemingly has, I know you did a, a bit of research, just having some fun with our audience on Instagram around this, and you had some interesting findings. Yeah, so when I last checked, because I only posted it this morning, I asked how many people meditate, and I was surprised that 75% people said that they don't. So that was, I thought it would have been at least a 50-50 split, if not more people that meditate. And then once I realized that the answers were coming back as no, I was curious to know what the response was as to why they don't. So we'll discuss that, I guess, in a little bit more detail a bit further on down the track. But I wanted to actually ask, like, what was your initial experience with meditation so i i've heard about meditation i I can't remember the first time i heard about meditation but i certainly remember the first time i actively learned about it and that was with you through what was at the time called a peace education program that was being run locally in our area by a teacher by the name of pren rawat or miraji he's also known as And he wasn't running the training himself, but his team, his organization run this training all around the world. So we went along and Miraji has been a teacher and a figure in your family's life for as long as I've known you. And you could probably talk about that more in more detail later, but certainly he's influenced you and that's been something you've been aware of. So I thought I'd tag along and just see what this was all about. And... Over the course of uh, many weeks of attending once a week, it was a really lovely experience to go through some of the video tutorials and take a step back and really start thinking about gratitude and mindfulness. And I remember in one of the talks, he was talking about the power of breath and what it really means. And I remember this really resonated with me because, you know, when we're first born and a baby comes out of the womb, what's the first thing that everyone's checking you know everyone in the room doctors were all checking to see one thing and that's the breath Hmm. you know we want to hear that wah wah you know that that shows (laughs) well that's not breath that's screaming that's screaming that's breathing yeah it shows that the baby is alive it's a sign of life Mm. right conversely you know that 
this was 2015 when we were attending this peace education program or PEP for for short. The previous year, I had watched my late father pass away from a, a deadly disease slowly, literally watching his last breaths being assisted by ventilators. And it was very symbolic to see, to think about how life comes in and then how life leaves us. And the only thing that truly validates that experience is the breath. Mm. It's, it's the one indisputable second by second indication that we're alive is our breath. It's the and gift that we've all got. It's the gift and that we we've all got. we take it for granted. Absolutely. Yeah. So when Prem was talking about this and, and, that expi- and, and that analogy of how we come into life, how we leave life, and we have an opportunity every second, over 20,000 times a day to celebrate life through this breath. I was like, oh, man, this is getting a bit deep now. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is actually starting to resonate. And that's when I started to make some attempts at meditation. And my first attempts were more so around just jumping on YouTube and trying to follow along with some guided meditation, trying to do it independently, you know, doing meditation off the back of a yoga class. That's a very common thing to do as well. And at the time, I remember when I tried to meditate, it's not like I was frustrated. It's not like I was excited. It was just kind of like meh. Like it it was just something that I did, but it didn't seem to derive that much value. Mm. And at times it would put me to sleep as well. Like I would, and sometimes I'd feel guilty because like I'm falling asleep when I should be meditating. So these were some of my initial experiences with meditation back in 2015. It's evolved now to the point where it is something that it's a non-negotiable daily practice, but it hasn't always been the case. But we'll get into, into that journey a little bit more later. But what about you? What was your first experience of meditation and how did that go? I don't remember the, like the first first, but I have, like, as you mentioned before, like I grew up with my parents doing this specific meditation practice and listening to Prem Ravat and I grew up going to watch videos with him. I've seen him a few times live and his message is absolutely beautiful and it resonates with every single human being because no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, we all have the same thing. We're all human and we all have have this breath that comes in and out of us. And I think I felt that I was back in, I think it's now four, four years ago, when I wanted to practice this type of meditation where I felt like I was ready and it's an hour long practice and I quickly felt that it was too much of a time commitment. Maybe I wasn't ready back then to start that and so I was doing it for a while but it felt a little bit overwhelming and I felt that I wasn't getting the benefit that in some ways I guess was promised to me or maybe because I'd built up so much hype over, you know, like I've known about this practice from the day I was born. So, you know, now 33 years, but I felt like it was such a privilege and an honor to be a part of it and to be practicing it, but I didn't feel really that drawn to it. 
because of the the time commitment. Right. And so since then sort of put it to one side and promised myself I'll work up towards it. But before that, when I was doing bits and pieces of meditation, like I used to get quite agitated because by nature I can get quite anxious. And so for me to sit still and try and focus on my breath was a really difficult task for me. And sometimes I'd feel like it would do the opposite of what it was meant to be doing. Like I'd get fidgety and even more anxious. And so I was like, you know, like I can't do this. It's too hard. And so I don't, I can't remember like what shifted in me, maybe just getting older and realizing at some point that I, that I was drawn more to it and that it was the right time. You know, like I believe everything happens for a reason. So I think that I probably needed the life experience and things to line up in my life for me to revisit that and start practicing regularly. I was seeing some practitioners last year that sort of reignited that spark in me to try again. So it was all sort of building towards what I do now. So, yeah. So it's clear that some people in our audience, like on Instagram, are saying that like they just don't really see the value in meditation. I thought at one point meditation was pretty boring and I wasn't getting anything out of it. And you were even frustrated at times in your practice and trying to do it. So I'm just curious, like when did things really shift for you? Like, you know, you mentioned that as you're getting older, it's becoming more apparent that this is some a tool that you can lean on more. But if you wouldn't mind us getting into the nitty gritty a little bit more in terms of when this started to become part of what you do a habit yeah a habit. Yeah. I guess you know like once you when you drop those expectations and you know since you're hearing it left right and center meditation you should meditate it's really beneficial for you to meditate and all of these things and I think once you start just focusing on what you want to get out of it and what why it's important to you and really build a practice that actually suits you rather than, well, you must meditate for an hour and a half or two hours every day. You must do it like this and you must sit on the top of a mountain and be in total silence and listen to the birds 5,000 kilometers away, (laughs) all that sort of stuff. I think once you sort of take away all of those barriers and just try different things until you can find something that just sits well with you and that you feel like, okay, I can get into the groove of this. Yeah. What did that look like for you? So as I mentioned before, like with this hour meditation, I just dropped the expectation of, okay, well maybe right now is not the time for me. And I like, that's my aim, but I'm not there right now. So I started looking around and thinking, okay. So this is an hour each day. Yeah. That you're trying to work towards. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can do it for two hours if you wanted to, but it's an hour practice at a time. And so I started playing around with different apps, getting an idea of what I liked. I first signed up for the Headspace app. And again, it's very noisy. Like there's a lot of different things on there, but... I wanted to just find something that wasn't fully guided because I find that I 
lose interest or like my mind wanders and so I'm not listening to what they're saying not in a bad way like it's almost like can you please stop talking so that I can clear my head and like when it's nothing I feel like my mind just wanders off into this wonderland and you know next thing I'm thinking about my to-do list right and like getting stressed about getting on with my day so I wanted to find a happy medium where it was like semi-guided for 15 to 20 minutes and the person it's interesting it's like yoga for me the the teacher the instructor needs to be perfect otherwise i can't do it yeah so i and and now you're talking about a voice artist yeah on an app right yeah so you know again they've got multiple they've got you know basketball players they've got cartoon characters they've got different movie stars they've got all sorts of people on there doing different types of meditation but I've just picked like simple semi-guided by I think one of the founders and he's got a beautiful British accent and there's something really calming to me about the British accent and it's interesting because at some point I can't remember what happened but I was like oh let me try the calm app and just see because there's so Uh, much hype about it Mm. And so I signed up to that and I was searching for the British voiceover, like the voice yeah. artist, and they didn't have one. I don't know. Criminal. Like, <laughs> Unbelievable. Obviously, they're trying to set themselves <laughs> apart, but I actually emailed them and I was like, do you have a... Did you actually? I did. Wow. I was like, do you have someone, male British voice? And they're like, no, we the don't, but we'll, <laughs> but we'll add, you know, like we'll pass that feedback on. And I was like, okay, cool. Cancel. <laughs> so, and then I just went back to, cause I'm a creature of habit. Like once I know what I like, yep. like I just stick to that. Mm. And so I knew that I, no, I'm not trying to discriminate, but I knew that I wouldn't want an American accent. Yeah. So yeah, so the British accent is what I was after and, and that's exactly what the calm was for me. And yep. so I was just like, why am I fluffing around? I'll just go back to the calm app and I've sort of stayed with them since. And isn't it great that, you know, you have the choice because we all have different preferences and what's going to help the experience along, make us feel calmer to mm. have that right teacher. And I think that's really great that they have the variety for us to pick and choose to match it to our personality and our taste. So yeah. I think that's great. And look, I should say that this is not we're not oh, being it's paid not sponsored by to, Headspace. to sponsor Headspace. <laughs> if you are listening, Headspace, reach, <laughs> reach out, out to us. We'd, we'd love to chat. And uh, But yeah, no, I just think that's really interesting that, yeah, you finding the right, like taking your time to go through that process of mm. finding the right guided meditation. And it's interesting because it doesn't take me long mm. to like – it's either a yes, I can connect with this or no, like move on. Right. So, yeah, I think that people can intuitively figure out straight away if, if it's going to calm them and if it's going to be something that that will work for them. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's lots of other people that prefer different styles, you know. They might prefer a bit of light music in the background or whatever. But, yeah, and it's interesting because I've been doing the 20 minutes and then the other day was the first time I actually dropped it to 10 minutes because I was running a little bit behind schedule and I was like, oh, well, it's better that I get in 10 than nothing. Yep. 
And I did the 10 minutes and he just didn't feel like it was long enough. So obviously my my body and mind is sort of programmed for that slow, slower release because I find myself just getting into the groove as I hit the 10 minute mark. And then he's like, oh, and now you can, you know, bring your awareness back to you, yourself. And I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're wrapping up here. Uh, I'm just getting started. So, yeah, I found that interesting to see how I actually need more rather than less. Right. Even in those situations, you know, you sometimes just have to to do it. So, yeah. And what about you? So, for me, the penny dropped recently so as i mentioned in a previous well a couple last couple episodes i've been working with a coach sue who's been absolutely incredible you know helping me to increase energy increase self-awareness and apply those things to different areas of life and sue's a ultra successful entrepreneur here in australia and also an author and she writes motorbikes she does a lot lots of interesting things and of course, it was no surprise that she had hour-long meditation practice every morning as something that she absolutely had to do. And even uh, as a busy entrepreneur. Yes, yeah. even, even with her schedule. And, you know, we're going through my day and, and some of the things that I wanted to tweak and based on the goals that I had. And a big priority for me is, is establishing a writing practice. So to, to do the writing practice, I moved that to the early morning. So it's one of the first things. So basically, I wake up, get dressed, go out the door straight to a cafe and, and, I, and I create for three hours. And I find that that just allows me to get into the zone and it sets up my day for a lot of momentum from there. And I kind of do the hardest thing that I need to do in the morning. And before that, I was trying to implement these morning routines that involved exercise and meditation and journaling and all of this stuff. And I just found like it was too many steps like it felt like more like a checklist or to-do list in the morning than mm. an experience before I actually got to the writing. Mm. And it just felt out of balance for me. So I moved all those other things out. I booted them out later on to the, in, in the day. And uh, it was working really well for me. And then Sue's like, look, that's a great start. You're waking up early again. You're, you know, you're doing your writing in the morning. However, I would really challenge you to just do at least a quick five or 10 minute meditation before you walk out that door for your writing practice. Because what you'll find is that it will just bring focus to your day. And that, that could really benefit you, particularly as you're about to get into deep creative work and, and allow you to just have a bit of time to yourself rather than racing from one task to the next one. And she proceeded to tell me about her ritual I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but for her, like she spends an hour each morning in a dedicated space in a house that's like just dedicated to a meditation practice. She lights candles. She's got all these little ornaments that she holds in a plate as well. And, and it's like a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Ritual. Yeah. It's like a little ritual that she has. Like it's, it's not only is she just meditating, but she honors and respects the practice so much that she t takes the effort to actually set it up so it's inspiring. Like it's actually an inspiring place to meditate. Mm. And um, so she can just spend that time with herself. And then she just floats into her day. And she was saying that like, you know, when she meditates, she finds that her day seems to 
go really well. Like it's really seamless. It's really focused. It's really good energy. And the moment she doesn't meditate, she said that her day felt a little bit more chaotic, felt out of balance Mm. and out of sync. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Okay, well... Oh, now that somebody else said it, let me try it. I've been saying that for years. But she's not the first person. I mean, you've said Mm. it, you've had family say it. I... I consume a lot of content from high performers across different fields. You know, even the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, where he analyzed the routines of ultra successful people from athletes to entrepreneurs to creatives. And most of them had a meditation practice. So it's just not like we've all heard it before, right? It's not like there was a lack of hearing that this is a, a beneficial thing to do. Mm. I think... right. Right time, right place. Yeah, I think yeah. I was, you know, it was an accumulation of hearing all this messaging and Sue actually just really saying, oh, well, you need to do it. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, I, I want to challenge you to do it and then come back to me and what your experience is like. That accountability. And the challenge part. And the challenge. <laughs> you know, I, I like a challenge. So, so that's what I did. The next morning, I took Marsha's phone because she's got the headspace up. And I am not as ambitious as Marsha, so I started off with 10 minutes and the first session you were you i you loved were, it yeah like this was completely different to like 2015 you were bragging so much about it when you got home you're like oh my god i felt so much better yeah <laughs> and and i think when people talk about the benefits i never felt like it was tangible enough like what mm. specifically what do you mean like yeah what, and and i think it's hard to explain it's like everyone just wants it you know yeah so What's the word? Like they want to make sure that it's worth their while yeah. and what to expect. They, they want so a return on, on, on their investment. investment of time. Yeah. I think the best way I could explain it, that first session was I had, I knew I was going to have lots of thoughts. I mm. knew that that was part of the process and I was open. I was just like genuinely just quite open and it was only 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like a, in the big scheme of things, it wasn't a long time. So... For me, the the experience was transformational because I I was like, wow, there's a lot of thoughts here. Like it was kind of amusing to see what comes out of your subconscious in those moments. And I was like, whoa, that's interesting. But then by the time I got to the end of the meditation, I felt like my thoughts had had some breathing room to just do what they needed to do. And then as I'll drive into the cafe, it'll just be this really quiet alone time. And Which all- is so unlike you. Like you always love to fill every single space with something. Like yes. you never just sit in things. Like you yeah. often come upstairs when I'm cooking and it's silence. You're like, you're going to stay in silence? I'm like, yes, I like my <laughs> peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I do like things noise and stimulation so but yeah not as so much I, anymore i don't not, feel. Not as much no yeah. but like i just think that the meditation gave my brain a, a, a breather mm. to allow focus to come to me to allow things to come to me and like thoughts to come to me it gave me clarity yeah and by the time i got into my creative session i was just felt centered Mm. I felt grounded and I just felt at ease, a bit mm. more effortless is the way I would explain mm. it. Not tense yeah. as it normally would be. So even to the point where I started to seek out more breathing exercises, even when I get into the car, I make it a habit when I'm, you know, when the car's warming up to take 10 deep breaths. And so I did this 10 minute meditation every day. Sometimes I'll go down to a five minute meditation 
because I was a bit short on time. And like you, going from 20 minutes to 10 minutes, going from 10 to 5, it was the same experience. Because the shorter the guided meditation, the more the instructor is talking at you. Mm. And it's actually, I find that to be really distracting as well. So the longer the meditation, the more white space, the more silence is in between the instruction. And that's, that's a lot cal- more calming. So it's interesting how we had a similar experience, even though we're, we're picking different. You know, I don't have a goal to meditate for an hour long each day. Mm. You know, I just want to get some mindfulness into my day because of, it just makes me feel better. And I, I, and I told Sue, I'm like, I, I want this to become a want, yeah. not a should. Because I don't want to feel like I ha- like I don't I hate it when it's like habits and routines and stuff become shoulds. But I think it also gets to a point where you're you're so pulled towards it that your body and your mind and you crave it. You know, like that's where I have gotten, and I notice a big difference when I do do it and when I don't do it, and times when I'm like. I just need to go into that space, you know, especially if I'm having a bit more anxiety. Mm. I actually find that my body and mind are craving meditation. Yes. So that I can regroup myself and just go into a different space. Yes. So I think for those people that think that because they have more anxious tendencies or they have more stress in their lives that they can't do it. I think that it's almost like you need it more because of that. Yeah, for sure. I think we were just talking about this the other day is I felt a bit rushed in the morning because I woke up a little bit later than anticipated. And the option from there is normally to go drop down to the five minute or skip the meditation. But instead I'm like, well, the fact that I'm feeling rushed means that I probably need to do the 10 minute one more. Mm. because the other benefit I've found is that it actually just slows me down. Yeah. It's like... And you can do know, things you, in a much better space as well and you can be more effective You're more with effective, your time. exactly. Yeah, because yeah, you're more effective. And you're right. I mean, not to use another sports example, but... But I will. <laughs> but like there's... For a lot of athletes, and the Olympics is on right now, so I can bring it in. I can tie it in a little <laughs> bit, right? But... They say that when you get to the very highest level of mastery in athletics and it becomes a part of a flow state, it's almost like the game slows down for the athlete. It's almost like everything happens in slow motion, even though it's at normal speed for everybody else. For them, it's like they're seeing it differently. And I think that's how I would also draw comparisons to meditation, the impact that it can have on your day is that you can rush through your day bouncing from one thing to the next, appointment to the next, this, that, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And what I think meditation gives you the opportunity, for me at least, is it allows you to kind of float through, like bounce through. And like you're still, you're even more effective because you're super like ready for everything, but it just allows you to not be so chaotic. But it, it, it gives you more, as you said before, clarity, but it also makes you more present. Yes. So therefore it slows things right down and you can enjoy and not constantly be thinking about the past or the future. Yep you can be more in that present and actually enjoy life more that way. So I think that that's probably one of the side effects, the long-term side effects of practicing meditation. That's it. And I think and I think on top of that, it's like the more that I do it, the more I realize I, I need to be doing it. 
Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. exper- it's weird. Yeah. It's like as I said, but it's like you scary. crave it. You it's crave like, it. Yeah. I'm you not need becoming it. dependent on meditation. Like, you know, what's <laughs> it's it's a good thing. If anything, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's po- one of the best things to be. It's a positive thing, right? Um, but you're just like, yeah, like you, you kind of yeah, you you do. You start to crave it and you look forward to it. Mm. Yeah. So what would you suggest knowing what you know now, like to other people to get started? Well, look, I think our experiences have probably illustrated that. But, mm. you know, I think it's just... Just to sum it up, I guess. Yeah, to sum it up, it's it's starting small. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can start... And finding as, the right, you know... Yeah. The right meditation that fits well for you. That's it. I mean, you can learn a, a meditation yourself online or follow youtube or you can download one of the apps we've talked about but i think even before that though and and what you did really well and what my coach communicated to me really well was like you need to know like where and when you know like where which environment are you going to be in when you're meditating Mm. and, and and at what time yeah and because like that took some thought and i i just I just piggyback to a few because you've got your meditation spot in the house, mm. and because I wake up before you, I was like, "Well, I'll just use her meditation spot." You know, obviously it's working for her, and yeah. it's, it's worked out well for me as well. It's just on our on our couch in the living room, but it's just you want to pick somewhere that is very comfortable, yeah, and and quiet. Mm. I think that's the other challenge, yeah, for some people is like it's harder than you think to find a quiet time in your day. Like you, I mean, you can talk, tell tell us about your tips in a moment, but like for me, uh, waking up before you and Chewy, it's very quiet. And, and I think that's incredibly important because I couldn't imagine like construction going off or just, you know, the dog running around. Like I I imagine all of that would be very distracting. Kids running around. Kids running around or whatever. So you want to make sure you find a quiet time, which often means first thing in the morning or very late at night Yeah, for most people. Mm. No, I totally agree with that because it's interesting. A few times where I've tried to meditate in different places, it throws me off and I just, I don't actually enjoy it as much and it almost feels wrong. It's like sometimes when you sleep in different places and you wake up and you're like, where am I? You know, like kind of has that bit of a feeling. You just kind of can't get into a groove unless you're super tired. Yes. But yeah, so finding a quiet place, distraction free, obviously, and trying to do it around the same time. But like, so kind of getting that routine in, which then can lead to adding more time or adding more sessions throughout the day. So it's like a starting point, like you're training a muscle in some ways to Mm. be able to progress and everyone needs to start somewhere and I think don't get discouraged or frustrated because you don't feel like you're doing it right I think it's just the point of showing up and just trying to be present and listening to your breath and like really it's connect you're you're taking that time to connect with you yeah. You know, and I think of that sort of, especially with, you know, everything that's going on in the world now, I think it's more important than ever for us to be connected with ourselves. And, you know, that helps us show up better in the world as well and to other people and to be of service and to do what we need to do throughout the day. For sure. For sure. And I think, you know, the, the other thing as well is the moment you're feeling like ditching the meditation practice, just remember that's probably an indication that you need to do it even more. Yeah. 
And I think it's also a great tool to do before a a heightened situation of stress. Like, Mm. you know, if you've got a really tough conversation to have with a colleague or a family member or a friend or you need to do a presentation or you need to do some sort of performance you need to record a podcast you know it could be yeah we should start doing meditations before we we start we should (laughs) you can maybe even yeah start to do a quick breathing exercise or meditation just before you engage in that activity just to again calm you down give you some focus Mm. uh, slow yourself gather your thoughts Yeah, yeah so that you're not reactive Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think having an open mind is is important. Like, it's interesting. Like, for me, normally when I start new habits, I can overthink and, you know, analysis paralysis. And there was something in me that was like, oh, I could go really deep in learning about meditation go through the books go through the history all that stuff. i'm like no, yeah. no 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 just keep it simple mm. just want to show up and yeah, you don't have to like go open. to an ashram in india exactly. and do a silent retreat yeah. you know like some people if you want to do that do that my parents have yeah. <laughs> i think it's you know go at your own pace but you know like anyone and everyone will benefit from meditation no matter who you are yeah. so i think it's just important to start somewhere and even if you stay in that 10 15 minutes a day for the rest of your life like that's totally fine yeah but something is better than nothing yeah and and that's it and i think if you go in with the goal of okay how can i do this enough until i want to do it until i mm. crave it and because no one can really answer that but you and yeah. and when that might happen for you for me it will straight away this time around, yeah, but because I was probably different level energetically and Again, open, yeah, it's different, but, yeah. But back in you know in 2015, it was a completely different experience. Yeah, I, I just dismissed it straight away. It's like I can understand this concept, but like now applying it and actually executing on it, it's like yes. working out. You know, like you know you should do it, but how often do you actually do it? Yeah, and not until you start to notice the benefits and then you start craving it it's exactly the same yes yeah for sure releasing those endorphins when you're exercising you know a lot of people are like i can't replace that with anything else i need my exercise so yeah, yeah. exercise is good yeah feels good so anything else you want to add no I think, well, I mean, we didn't want to like overcomplicate this episode. No. I think we just wanted to share our experience and where we're at and, and yeah. Yeah, like we both do this. We do it differently. We, we do it for different reasons. You know what I mean? For me, it's more about focus. For Marsha, it's about calming. But we get all the other benefits out of it as well. Mm. And we both struggled with it. Like we both, it just didn't strike a chord the way it needed to in the past. And I know a lot of people are in that same situation now as yeah. they listen to this. So hopefully you find our conversation relatable to somewhat relatable to your situation and and maybe you know you're willing to give it another go as a result. So mm. cool. Good place to wrap up. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll leave all of the hopefully as many as we can resources for you over at theminimalistvegan.com forward slash zero six five and we'll see you or we won't see you but you'll hear from us again in another fortnight sounds good thanks for tuning in guys have a great day bye bye